This is episode number 262 of the Middle Country Public Library podcast. Hello and welcome. Sal DiVincenzo here in the studio with my fabulous colleagues, Sarah Fade. Hello. And Katie Carmody. Hello. How's everybody doing? Good. Good today. Mm-hmm. Very good. So, uh, Sarah. Yeah. This week is a uh, is a big anniversary for uh, for the podcast here. Mm. So, uh, you and I... <laughs> Uh-huh. Five years ago this week, five wow. five years ago this week, uh, started this podcast with mm-hmm. episode number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so happy anniversary! We wow, are starting season number five here. Woo-hoo. Hopefully, season number five will come with many exciting things. Yes, yes. Hopefully. So hopefully, <laughs> everything <laughs> works out. That being said, if you are listening on YouTube, you know we're only. 28 as of recording we're only 28 subscribers away from a thousand subscribers so i implore you (laughs) please hit the subscribe button you are not just getting us (laughs) you're getting all the other great things that are on the library's youtube page Mm. katie you've put some nice things up there on the youtube page yes we used to do story times they're all down now right uh for publisher reasons but yes yes, we do but you uh, do other things too right yeah Programs, you have programs, programs. you have take and makes, right? Take and makes, yes, yes. take and makes. They're on there. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, you know. Learn fun crafts, how to do things. Exactly. So subscribe to the Middle Country Public Library YouTube page. Uh, we'd greatly appreciate it. So that being said and out of the way, Katie, what do you have for us this week? All right, so last week I talked about what you could do at the library for your children during February break. Um, this time I wanted to expand away mm-hmm. from the library and see what you can have from the library but can do outside of the library so we're talking museum passes and discount tickets at the uh, to local area attractions mm-hmm. very nice so museum passes uh, you can reserve them up to 60 days in advance you have to be older than 19 to put that pass on reserve um, and only one can be used at a time but we have really great passes so we have um, really popular museums like Long Island Children's Museum Cradle of Aviation um, even museums in the city like the MoMA and the Guggenheim mm-hmm. nice we also have discount tickets to area attractions those are uh, first come first serve similar to museum passes they have to be reserved in advance we do have a limited number of museum passes available so if you're looking for long island children's museum very popular make sure to reserve that in advance but discount tickets um, also an option we have everything from natural history museum the bronx zoo and the long island aquarium those are for purchase so from ten dollars for the natural history museum <coughs> bronx zoo is 27.95 each and then we also have long island aquarium $24 It's actually a pretty good deal. What is the process for folks having to reserve these passes? So you could either give us a call. You could head right online. On our homepage, you will see discount tickets. You could or type it in. You could also just go down to the museum pass. Um, it shows a little museum pass, little tickets. Uh, you click on that. It will give you all the instructions, tell you what you're allowed to take out, how to reserve it. You could search by date. You could also search by museum that you're looking for and see if it's available when you're trying to go. Great. And is this for middle country patrons only? Only middle country patrons, mm-hmm. only, only for country, hours. For, for, for the yes. museum passes and for the discount tickets. It's for um, anybody, though, not just families, but you do have to pick them up on the children's side. Yeah, so this is good. So uh, if you're listening today and perhaps you can go to the website and you can browse, perhaps you'll find something free mm-hmm. uh, next week for, for, the, for the break. I can't believe the break is next week already. It's, 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 flying. It's, it's flying. It's flying. Uh, and then, yeah, take advantage of that. I know that there, there, there are a couple of museums, especially out east, that are always seem to be always available. 
like the Parish Art Museum, I think. We have multiple passes for some museums. Yeah, we do, yeah. Which is nice. The Empire Pass, if you're looking uh, to go to local parks or anything like that, mm-hmm. those are we have multiple of those ones. Yeah, and some are physical that you have to come down and pick them up, like you said. Yes. And then others are what? They're on demand? Print on demand. So okay. those you can print the day that you're going, reserve them for the day that you're going. If you are looking to pick one up, reserve that... Uh, the day before that way you have time to come pick it up at the library and then you have the next day to go whenever you want to that museum and then the third day you return it before closing fantastic Mm -hmm. well thank you very much katie we'll put that in the show notes for people to to link to directly to uh to there uh sarah Mm. you're going to talk about something that people love they love it's this time of year people are really into it well i'm sure you don't get this as much on the children's side but who knows um Right about this time, I would have to say maybe the third week in January, right? We start getting questions. Where are the tax forms? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So we all know the tax day is what, April 15th? Uh, actually, this year is April 18th. Why? Because uh, tax day lands on a Saturday. Oh. And the Monday is a holiday. Is a holiday, is a federal holiday. What holiday is it? I don't know. It's a holiday. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so that got me thinking, well, when when did we start getting, uh, you know, taxed by good old Uncle Sam, right? <laughs> so I have some things from the National Archives. Nice. The IRS website and the Library of Congress, right? So um, do you know what amendment in the U.S. Constitution where they did federal income it's, tax? It's got to be up there. It's got to be pretty pretty shortly after they did the Constitution. So is it like between 1 and 10? After one in ten. Really? After one in ten. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, what is it? The sixteenth. Really? Mm-hmm. And, and it's year nineteen thirteen. Nineteen thirteen for the federal federal. Oh yeah. wow! Passed by Congress on July second, nineteen oh nine. Well, nineteen oh nine, and ratified on nineteen thirteen. The sixteenth amendment established Congress's right to impose a federal income tax. Far-reaching in its social as well as its economic impact, the income tax amendment became part of the Constitution by a curious series of events, yeah, culminating in a bit of political maneuvering that went awry. Oh, that sounds about right, right? (laughs) Yeah, the financial requirements of the Civil War prompted the first American income tax in 1861. And then at first, Congress placed a flat 3% tax on all incomes over 800 bucks, and later modified its principle to include a graduated tax. Now, this seems very familiar, right? I mean, they're always still fighting to this day about how people should be taxed. Mm-hmm. Congress repealed the income tax in 1872, but the concept did not disappear, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, after the Civil War, the growing industrial and financial markets of the eastern U.S. generally prospered, but the farmers of the South and West suffered from low prices for their farm products. Well, they were forced to pay high prices for manufactured goods. Throughout the 1860s, 1870s, and 80s, farmers formed such political organizations as the Grange, the Greenback Party, the National Farmers Alliance, and the People's Populist Party. All of these groups advocated many many reforms considered radical for the times, including a graduated income tax. Uh-huh. Yeah. In 1894, as part of a high-tariff bill, Congress enacted a 2% tax on income over $4,000. <laughs> the tax was Im- almost immediately struck down by a 5-4 to four decision of the Supreme Court, even though the court had upheld the constitutionally constitu- constitutionality say that three times, yeah. of the Civil War tax as recently as 1881. 
And then it goes on to tell you all these things, and it has the documents and a, a picture of the 16th Amendment and who it was signed by, oh, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Now, this is kind of funny. This is from the IRS, right? So it goes, okay, so before the U.S. Constitution was ratified in 1788, the federal government lacked power to raise revenue directly, right? No, right. of course. Yeah. Even after the Constitution was ratified, federal revenues came mostly from tariffs and excise taxes. These taxes tend to be regressive because people with lower incomes had to pay a higher percentage of their income than people with higher incomes. Oh, sounds familiar. <laughs> During the Civil War, the federal government required much more revenue than the tariffs. So we're all seeing that the Civil War is very pivotal in federal taxes, right? Yes. But however, the different thing about the IRS website is <clears throat> called Understanding Taxes for Students, and they have tax trivia. And do you know what the three goals of lawmakers when they created taxes to get money. <laughs> okay, that's one. To raise revenue. Yes. This is challenging. I know. It's all just you think to make money, right? Yeah. Okay. And the last one I have to chuck I chuckled at. So the first one is to make money. Okay. The second one is to influence behavior, right? Oh. Influence behavior. Well, I think they're talking about inflation and stuff like oh, that. Oh right? yes, yes, yes. And the last goal <laughs> when they created taxes was to be fair. Oh, yeah. To be fair. Isn't that so nice of them? Oh, <laughs> yeah. how lovely. Yeah, I know. And another tax trivia. Did you know a tariff is a direct tax on imported and exported goods? Mm. Yeah, I know. And then the Library of Congress. They have this month in business history. It's income tax day. So they have original documents such as the Abraham Lincoln Papers, general correspondence about, you know, Taxes. The origin of the income tax on individuals is generally cited as the passage of the 16th Amendment, now that you guys know this, 1909 and 1913. However, its history actually goes back even further. Well, they cite the Civil War again. Um, however, in 1894, Congress enacted a flat rate federal income tax, which was ruled un unconstitutional. Wow. So, yeah. They're talking about bringing back a flat, well, not bringing back. They're talking about doing a flat rate tax, though. Right? Well, they say it's not a pro apportioned according to the population of each state. So, um, yeah. You know. I guess, yeah, you can't, yeah. You know, and this was, you know, the thoughts in 1894. So, they were pretty smart back then. They were. Well, I don't know. They're the <laughs> one that enacted this. Yeah, I know. Tax. But when you think about it, like when you think about history and something like that, the simpler, the simpler life was, mm. the more clarity people had about certain things and the more complicated life became the more complicated we make things of course right that's always the way this yeah. is a little taste of you know tax history so you can yes. thank uh Pretty 1909 good. for 1913 yes nice well thank you sarah sure on that note the taxes let me tell you a little bit about what we have here at the library mm -hmm. for folks who are uh, perhaps preparing their own taxes or uh, need help with their taxes. So you mentioned the tax forms, Sarah. Yes. Uh, as of right now, all of the tax forms for New York State and federal tax forms are here in stock. Nice. At both the Center Each and the Selden Building. So we have all the popular forms for you. Mm -hmm. If you're looking for like those pesky schedules, you know, yes. like the itemized deductions and whatnot, they'll be behind the reference desks. Mm -hmm. So you could do that. Also, you know, we do have some books. I want to mention a couple of them. First of all, if we got the Guidebook to New York Taxes 2013 by Mark S. Klein. Mm. That is in our Miller Business Center uh, here in Center Reach. So if you're preparing your 
uh, taxes, uh, specifically the New York State taxes. There's a guidebook there for you to read up on. Wow. And of course, these are very popular, the big yellow books. You know these books. We have these on the shelf. Sometimes we pull them out. We put them yeah, on time. Yeah. So that's the J.K. Lasser's Your Income Tax 2023 preparing your 2022 tax return. We have a bunch of these folks. So, they, no, it's a good guide. It's a good guide. No, I'm just money. laughing because I use H&R Block Online. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, those books are so gigantic. I wouldn't even know. Yeah, yeah. So, start. yeah, exactly. They are gigantic books and, and they could be, uh, it, look, the, the whole thing can be overwhelming, especially if you have, you know, perhaps maybe you invested in the stock market or something like that. That's when it gets a little. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it gets a little scary. Right? No, I, I'm laughing because I'm like, oh my God, I have nothing. Apparently. So these books, these books will help you. These books will help you. You know, of course, there's you know, there's all those other places like TurboTax and stuff like that. They guide you through, which, you know, from a personal opinion, I, I do recommend them because they do hold your hand through the entire process. They ask you all these questions in a natural, conversational way as you as you do it online. Uh, so you could do that as well. But we do have the books here. We do have mm -hmm. the forms here. Can you tell us a little bit about um, people who ask for the lower income tax help? Yes. So that's called VITA. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very so it's popular. the Volunteer Income Tax Assistance. Now, in the past, over the years, we used to have folks come down to the library and help people. They made an appointment. They'd sit upstairs and they do it. But unfortunately, they're not doing that anymore. Mm. However, if you call, uh, if you go to the IRS website, irs.gov, and do mm -hmm. a search for VITA, there's a page there that you can click on the link, and we'll put in the show notes, mm -hmm. that'll tell you where they are offering that service, mm -hmm. as well as Bethpage Federal Credit Union offers this service for free. Mm -hmm. It's very popular, but if you go to bethpagefcu.org forward slash VITA, mm -hmm. you will find information on their service that they offer as well. So we don't right. we don't have it here. We don't right. have it in cells, it's all, unfortunately. It's online, right? It's, the it's now online? The majority of what you're going to see is, when, when, when you say online, Zoom. it's Zoom. So, so just people be, be warned. You be will aware have to Zoom. That you will have to Zoom in. Zoom in to uh, to do that, but there are some in person places, and like I said, if you go to the IRS mm -hmm. website, they will help you find your local place. And usually, there's income guidelines. I'm not sure if most people, some people know this because I know some people come in and and then they're shocked to learn that they have to make a certain amount of money. Yes, I think it's between sixty and seventy thousand or less. Cap is cap. the cap. Yeah, it's the top, and and it's a very simple return. It can't it can't be stocks and capital gains and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's got to be just the simple. Mm -hmm. a tax return they'll come they'll they'll help you with that like right. and like you said it's it's most likely it's it's virtual but right. you go to irs.gov you'll see it there just type in vita mm -hmm. in the search box right on top and it'll show you that great so uh thank you so much for listening another episode in the can if you want to listen to older episodes or read our show notes you can visit our website mcplpodcast.com if you have a question or a comment or a suggestion you can either comment below and let us know or you can send us an email podcast at mcplibrary Org. And of course, if you're listening on YouTube, we'd love you to hit the like button and hit subscribe so we can get to a thousand subscribers uh, would be fantastic. So for Sarah Fade and Katie Carmody, I'm Sal DiVincenzo. We'll see you on the next show.